know, people talk about the Raw after WrestleMania being a bit, a bit lukewarm because sometimes stuff's happened in WrestleMania and this is just a sort of cranking back up the storylines and all that kind of stuff. And it, it sometimes can seem that way, but UKW don't seem to have that problem. This is the first showdown after the uh, the bash, bash, in uh, at, at which event Mustafa Khan challenged Paul Hubris at the beginning of the of the night actually for the heavyweight title and won. And Jonathan Sedgwick, the owner of the company, <laughs> your golden ticket is pressed and ready to use, my liege. Yes, he won the golden ticket. He won the golden ticket. He won the golden ticket. And he'll probably be out all the time scouting others. Won't he? He'll be, you know, I'm just coming out to do some scouting. Like Sid did. Remember? So, uh, Sid did. Sid, 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 Sid did. Sid did. Anyway, there's, um, he won the, won the, the bash. Um, but his son, Joe, lasted an awful long time. What we've also got is um, Paul Hubris, because Mustafa Khan won the championship, he wasn't in the bash because he wouldn't need a golden ticket, would he? I mean, I suppose he could win it and say, now I will challenge myself at some point in the year, but I don't know when it's going to be, so it means that no one else can challenge me for this belt for the year. That would be good, actually. Well, maybe difficult to, maybe difficult to push through. But anyway, because he'd won... He wasn't the number four person to come in. Who was? Paul Hubris. And Red Brocco kind of um, announced him. He must have agreed it, mustn't he? And what Paul Hubris did was jam him in the ribs with a, with a chair first. So he didn't win, of course. He was dumped out by Jonathan Sedgwick after um, Mustafa Khan helped him, came down from, from the back to help him, still holding the belt. And... Um, because of that, we've segued into Red Brocco coming out with the UK Wrestling Management. Okay, so UK Wrestling Management are Jonathan Sedgwick, um, Red Brocco, the only Rose, Red Brocco and the only Rose are the GMs of, the, of Showdown and Ignite, of course, Sid and Dylan Chase. What's Dylan Chase doing the management thing? Maybe we should be, maybe you should say what roles they've got because it seems I'm not saying it's a motley crew or anything I mean they, they don't make music do they I don't think they've not had any albums out but it, it did look like a strange grouping really and what they've said is it's a bit confusing to be honest it's a bit confusing because they suspend Paul Hubris straight away as Paul tells us later on with Sean Reed there says Paul you must watch this you must see this and he said, I can't believe that you have suspended your greatest talent. He's got a point. He has a point. They don't want to suspend him. Of course you don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, he's not a golden goose. He's not laying any golden eggs. But it's that kind of situation, isn't it? So they don't want to lose him, really. Particularly because it brings Sean Reed with him, I suppose. And also, he is involved in American wrestling. So he's... It's a big draw, isn't he, for them? Now, they suspend him, though, so he won't be seeing him back for quite a long time. I suspect it might be quicker than that. More news about that later on. But they also say that Red, who's, who's always, oh, 
Oh, the ribs are hurting. Oh, oh. He only jabbed him in the, in the midsection once, didn't he, I think? It's not as if he brutalised him with a chair and then threw him off the balcony into a, you know, onto barbed wire and a load of, a load of spikes. So anyway, apparently he's got, he's selling really, oh dear, it's painful, oh dear. And apparently if he goes to the, he's going to go to the, um, the hospital, or if he has to go to the hospital, no, no, he's going to go to the hospital, that's right. If he needs surgery, then, um, Paul Cubis will be fired. So, I mean, it just seems like it's really overbooked. Just suspend him. They kind of leave suddenly, slowly. Dylan says, I didn't want to start the the night like this. Sedgwick doesn't say anything. Not at all. And they leave on a kind of, oh, well, that's that then. Uh, Yeah, I've got anything to say? No. They just go then, eh? Yeah, they, they just go without really any music or anything else it's just a little bit of a hiatus and Brett tells us this is never we've never had to do this before well you have done it before because you might remember Brett that Leonie Rose suspended young Horus and we haven't seen him since she suspended him weeks ago in Ignite so you have done it before sorry to have to point it out but there you go Brett sure Brett will come back at me on this but I remember it very well and I miss young Horace, and I wish he was back in a UKW ring. But he isn't, because he was suspended. Right, next, we've got Chris Castle versus Cliff Harrison. Actually, it's a good match, this, you know. Well, not bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're both different kind of styles, really, aren't they? Castle's more florid. Harrison's more... Um, more technical. Yeah, that's the word we're looking for. So early on, Chris Castle jaws at him, um, and he's he's unhappy because Brett. Well, Brett's unhappy because he was spoken to quite harshly. He believes by Castle. So Castle, who gave him his sunglasses to look after, gives them to Cliff, who parades around the ring in them. It's quite nice actually. Um, early on, Harrison's on to Chris Castle. Hits him with a Vader bomb. Gets his two neck breakers, but Castle comes back with his nice spine buster into the bouncy castle. Harrison's back with the basement DDT for a long two count. And then we've got Johan and Leone. It's another distraction. Oh, dear. I wish they'd stop doing this. They do it all the time. In fact, I have to say that on Showdown this week, it wasn't as bad or as egregious. What is egregious? Because... It only happened once, I think, if I remember rightly. But they lose it so many times in UKW. It's time to it's time to stop that finish and actually give us something. Anyway, Chris Castle gets the Castle Rock and it's the pin. Yeah. Now, JPR is the new hardcore champ. He's interviewed by Shelby. He's battered, but he expects to be because it was a hardcore match against Henry Winter. After all, he will fight later on. Yeah. Oh, no, he'll fight now because it's the Brotherhood smacking him with their title belt. And who comes out to help him? Ian Creed. Well, I suppose they think that Creed has done really good stuff as a kind of as a kind of heel you don't really want to engage with. But maybe he'd do just as well as a face. And I think he would. There, is, there are real legs in, in this personality, in this in this character. And I think it's really good that they've maybe, maybe not, maybe he'll revert, but changed him to, to, to face because he runs off the Brotherhood. They touch fingers. 
he holds his finger out and JPR's not sure. They do touch fingers and then they stand as tag partners and they have a match against the Brotherhood involving a, 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 an Uther knee, a, a Creed basement... No, a, a Crow. Damon Crow! Basement dropkick because... Because Ian Creed really wants to get in, but he can't. For a two count, that was. Creed's trying to help, gets in at one point, and they've distracted the ref, so the ref doesn't see the pin. There is a flying clothes line from JPR. Uh, a Creed Michinoku driver, but he goes for the ear dig, doesn't get it. It's a shame, really. And then, this is lovely, actually, the ending. JPR lights out DDT, the former Red Rum DDT, into the Creed knee for the pin. It's great, actually. Really nice. Then we've got uh, Brett moving on to the next match, but having to be reminded, or maybe you didn't know, that there's a Kirsty Love promo. She tells us that she messed up at the Great British Bash due to overconfidence. Can't remember what else she said about what the what she was going to do to make up for that. I might have zoned out at that point. Yeah. Anyway, the next match was great. Cerebral Steve versus Johan Hunt. They can both go, and they both do. And they both show it in this match. It might have been the match of the night, this. They, they trade fireman's carries to start with. Now, hang on a minute. If you're going to... You know the match is going to be high quality. Well, instead of trading lockups or, you know, trading headlocks, they trade fireman's carries. Yeah. And Hunt bails, which is fair enough. But then when he comes back in the ring, hits a nasty draping DDT. Apparently, according to Brett, I'm not getting on Brett this week. It's just that there are quite a few things to comment on. He, t- he says that um, that Johan stomps Stee literally like a wolf. Well, um, I mean, I, I, you know, the thing is that um, I know you laugh a bit after it, but um, not 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 literally because that would be. I mean, it would be quite dangerous. You wouldn't need a wolf wrangler. You know, I mean, I'm not sure wolves. I mean, do they stomp? I don't know, I don't think so. I'm not I'm not that familiar with wolves as a genus, but I do I don't think they're well known for their stomping. They're well known for their biting and tearing at the flesh. Anyway, then Johan Hunt, not literally like a wolf, it's a bulldog, because it would be a bulldog, not a wolf, and then he does sit-ups while while Stee is down. I mean he's naughty gentleman, very elegant here, but Stee catches the wolf one nine. Drives him down to the mat with a uh, and then with a gut wrench suplex throw. It's lovely. And then a pump handle suplex two. Then a huge forearm and a superplex. Johan Hunt kicks out. Everyone's very surprised, including me. Then you get the Johan Hunt stomp from the second rope. And the great thing about this is Stee really sells it so much that he overrotates himself in a really good way and spikes his own head on the mat. I suspect he did it himself. Or he helped. It looked great. And it was really rather good. Another match that was really rather good was Sebastian Mercer versus J. Rowe Lewis, the jester. And yes, he, he, um, he asks Mercer whether he's got Leone's permission to be out here. Mercer just slaps him. It's quite nice that he slaps him because it's a sort of, um, oh, how naughty of you. It's one of those, you know. Now, you know that Lewis has got an educated feet. He hits a basement drop kick, and then he hits a leaping back elbow. Not with the foot, obviously. Then he, um, he hits a, back, a, a, a... Mercer hits a backbreaker, vertical suplex, single leg crab. Um, Jester J. Rowe Lewis gets to the ropes. Mercer will not stop until the five count. 
As Danielson said in ROH, I have till five. And he does. And as Brett rightly says, you can't knock him for it. He's playing to the rules, which he is. Back comes Lewis with the DDT, which kind of, Mercer kind of helped that. I could see him moving into it. And then he kicks out, which is really well done, actually. And then a uh, sort of um, rolling, twisting flatliner from Mercer. And the leg lariat to the back of the head for the pin. It was rather good. Sucks to be Javer at the moment. Can't buy a win. Can't get a win. Not suggesting he buys wins. Can't get a win. And he deserves more than that, probably. But maybe they need to do some kind of character. He's leaning into that a little bit with his social media posts. So maybe it would be good to... They've already done that with Horus, haven't they? And look what happened to him. Remember, Brett? He was told he was suspended. Yeah, you, you surely now do remember that. Out comes Dylan. Last week, Tommy that would be, last week, fantastic promo. This week, not quite so good. He comes out, enjoys the booze, believes he's number one contender to the hardcore belt. Why? He shows a bit of VT, which apparently, allegedly, shows him beating Henry Winter. Eight months ago, now, he wasn't the hardcore champ then, was he, Winter? I don't think. So, you know, because he beat Winter, and now Winter is no longer the hardcore champion, he feels that he should be the number one contender. I mean, he's got a point, but, you know, he says he's always he's always overlooked, and that's fair enough. Then it gets... I mean, I'm, I was interested to see where it was going. Then here comes Muktoom. So he's out as the Hogan thing first. Um... Yeah, uh, Dylan just throws him out of the ring. Then there's a hiatus while he gets changed, clearly, because he comes out as John Sheiker. Yeah, he's got a... Yeah, he's um, he's got... I mean, I didn't see the bash, so I haven't seen this before, but um, I, mean, I, I chuckled a little at the name, and then that's about it. He has got a rap, but um, it's on his phone. So, <laughs> so he's kind of reading it. Um, it doesn't sound like Cena and it also doesn't sound like the much better at rapping Max Caster doesn't sound like that at all to be honest um, thankfully Chris Castle comes out smacks him around the back of the head and ends it there takes a selfie with Tomb's camera takes the other belt and goes and then Dylan brings him into the ring smacks him up a bit but McToom hits a crossface and Dylan taps. Now that's really good because that cowardly heel situation is something that I believe Dylan will really be able to capitalise on. He's doing great work at the moment, I believe, in the last two weeks, particularly last week, with this new character. Great. Can't see it, can't wait to see him run with that. It's going to be good. Now, then we get the Shauna thing where he's been suspended, Paul Hubris. So we're not sure when we're going to see him. Well, you're going to see him tonight because you've allowed a promo with him on. So is he suspended or not? I suppose they say that... Did they say they're not going to see him in a ring? So maybe he could be around the ring like in a promo. But really, it does make a bit of a nonsense of it, doesn't it? He's suspended. So let me see him again. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Anyway, he says that what he wants is... I mean, first of all, I thought it was... He was asking... Red Brocco for a match, which he is, for the heavyweight title. Well, Red's not the heavyweight. He's not. He's not the heavyweight. He doesn't have the belt. That, that, that'll be that we must have for Khan. But then he, he, well, it's probably my confusion. He makes it clear 
that um, it'll be a street fight next week if Brocco agrees and I win, I'm back in. That's great, actually. Really well done. It's, um, it's a good line to end on and uh, I'm glad that Hubert is still there, but it does make a bit of a mockery of that suspension, doesn't it? Anyway, out comes Joe Sedgwick. This will be the final bit, so really, you, you, it's not a match. The last match you had was um, Mercer versus Lewis. So that was probably about half an hour ago. It shows how confident they are with their own product, that they are willing to do this. So it's Joe unhappy with Mustafa Khan, who I presume dumped him out at the bash. I presume he did. I haven't seen it yet. I presume he did. Um, Mustafa comes out, and unlike Mustafa, apologises. Which is really good, actually. He does it very well. So I had to make a decision, and it was either you or my tag team partner, Jonathan Sedgwick, and it was Jonathan. And it was you, should I say. I chose Jonathan. It was you. There, that's cleared that up. So... He does apologise twice, actually. Joe's not happy with that and calls him a washed-up old man. I thought he said something else at first. I had to look at it again. It was washed-up old man. That brings Khan down to the ring, of course. See, if you want me to hang my boots up, then make me. Then he does a long spiel of, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here, sort of thing. I was the one who. I was the one who. And Joe leaves the Empire. Barges past the others. And that's the end of Showdown. It's really good, actually, because it does. Because I was thinking, really, the Persian Empire are done, aren't they? They've been done for ages. They were done since Jonathan Sedgwick became a member. Um, and then they were tagging. And that was really good because they're mates or were mates. And it was really done when Mukhtoon became an honorary member. It's like the NWA, NWA Wolfpack and NWO Original, that it was called. You, you knew it was over then. So it was over for ages, ages ago, but they never really ended it. Now, they are going to end it because they're left with what? Castle, Hunt, Rose, Khan. So I don't think it's actually been a thing for ages, but I'm glad they just showed, they just brought it back a bit and it was a really good ending. Even though it wasn't a wrestling match, it was a really good ending. That's the right decision to make. And this was a good episode of Showdown. Nothing made me think, oh my God, what a stupendous seven-star match. But it was solid from beginning to end. And that, after your pay-per-view, is a thing in itself. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.